Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita, who's on the line. Good morning, it's Susie. Good morning, Susie. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Have a wonderful and blessed day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning, Valacita. It's Grateful Deborah Evans. Good morning, Deborah Evans. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. This is Marcella. Good morning, Marcella. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Valacita. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Miss B. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Eva, Mary, Lata, Gaga, Aldata, Eva, Eva. Yes, he does. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Wednesday, Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. Thank you so much. <laughs> She looks, I, I was, she's such a vibrant thing. I'm with Didi on that one. Hey, happy Wednesday. Everybody, happy I'm Wednesday. Wednesday. Hey, valuable. Happy Wednesday, Mona. <laughs> Good morning, ladies. How are you? This is Sister Stephanie. Good morning, Sister Stephanie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. It's been said to be wonderful Wednesday. Yes. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> Amen. Thank you. Good morning. Good, good morning, Sunshine. Good morning, Sunshine. <laughs> Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you also. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined? Good morning. Happy Wednesday. It's Sharon. Good morning, Sharon. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Thanks. Good morning, valuable. Good morning. My name is Allie. Good morning. Good morning, Allie. Happy Wednesday. I think I heard Kedra as well. Happy Wednesday, Kedra. Good morning. I'm sorry. I heard two people speaking. Who was that? Go ahead. It's Musola. Good morning. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, ma. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, family. Good morning, Maria. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday to you, too, valuable. Thank you. Good morning. It's Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. Good morning. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Valuables. Rochelle, happy Wednesday, honey. Good morning, Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Sister Sylvia. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday, Sister Sylvia.
I have a praise report. This is Sylvia again. Mr. Wilson right. is back home after 90 days being wow. away in hospitals and rehabs. He walked in on his own yesterday. Back praise home to my, to my mom. Thank you for all your prayers. Wow, 90 days. That is awesome. Praise Amen. God. Thank you, Jesus. Great praise report. Thank you for sharing with us. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Valacita. Who else has joined? Hey, good morning. It's Didi. Blessings. I heard that praise report. Hallelujah. I'm about to shout. I'm going to go on mute. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm about to shout too. <laughs> Amen. That is awesome. With, with so much bad news, oh, my God, isn't it just good to get some light? Hallelujah. Yes. I'm just glad. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I agree. Yeah. Hey, girlfriend. Y'all hear her shout me out? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that is sweet, so sweet. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Good morning, Miss Tanya. I didn't hear the good news. Can y'all repeat? Uh, Mr. Wilson, we have been praying for him. Um, he is home after 90 days of um, being, um, he had had some medical issues, and, and he's doing much better and was able to come home after 90 days. So. Okay, thank you. Yay. Yes. <laughs> hey, good morning. This is Kedra. I have a praise report, too. I had posted in the room how my niece was shot in the neck, and uh, there was swelling on her brain, And um, but they are weaning her off the medication, and she is breathing on her own, and she opened her eyes. So let's just keep praying, but I thank God for that progress. Yes. Thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Jesus. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the host? Good morning, it's Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Brother Michael. Happy Wednesday. Thank you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please look at your phone and, and make sure you're on mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Saturday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific time, to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Please feel free to invite a friend so they can be blessed as well. Please continue joining us daily in February where the monthly theme is entitled Position. This means that all of our declarations will be regarding positioning yourself accordingly for the Lord. There are two announcements today. Today is the day that Declare Victory Fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate of something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m., where we will call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. 
Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in your area, in the area of your finances. Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give, through at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declarevictory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. There are no new prayer requests from the app. However, we do have two awesome praise reports. The first one is regarding Mr. Wilson. He is home after 90 days. So praise God for that. And then for Kedra, um, after 90 days of recovering um, from a medical issue. And then Kedra just announced that her niece is breathing on her own after being shot. So two awesome praise reports, and we just give God all the glory, honor, and praise for that. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Valerie, declaration by Dion, then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise by Valerie, declaration by Dion, and then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is Psalms chapter 20, verse 4. May he give you the desire of your heart and make all your plans succeed. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Valerie. Hallelujah. Mm. Father God, we thank you this morning. Father God, we come to you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we thank you today that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We thank you today, dear Lord, that you are the great I am. We exalt your name, Lord. We lift your name on high. Father God, we magnify your name. We thank you today, dear Lord, that you are our strong tower. We thank you today, dear Lord, that you are our will in the will. We thank you today, Lord, that you are our bread of life, dear Lord. We thank you today, dear Lord, for worshiping you, Father God, for exalting you, for lifting your name on high. You are our majesty on this morning, Father God. You are our creator on today, dear Lord. We thank you today that you are Jehovah Jireh, Father God. Hallelujah. We thank you today that you are Jehovah Rapha, Father God. Hallelujah. We thank you today that you are Jehovah Nisi, Father God. Hallelujah. We love you this morning, Father God. We thank you today for being able to come here and praise you, to worship you, dear Lord, to lift your name on high. Father God, we come to you this morning asking for forgiveness in the mighty name of Jesus. We ask on this morning, dear Lord, that you would search our hearts, Father God. Remove all those things, dear Lord, that would keep us from you. Remove, dear Lord, doubt and fear, Father God. Remove, hallelujah, those things that we hide in our hearts, dear Lord, those cracks and those crevices, Father God. Um, where we come, dear Lord, and we, we have unforgiveness, dear Lord. We we have doubt and fear, Father God. We ask that you would remove those things today, dear Lord. Search our hearts, dear Lord. Make them soft and pliable for you, Father God. Hallelujah. Continue to shape us and mold us in your image on this day, Father God. We bless your holy name this morning. Father God, we come, dear Lord, asking for deliverance, Father God, from deception, dear Lord, from oppression, dear Lord, 
from from delusions, Father God, hallelujah, from from fear, dear Lord, and any form of mental illness, dear Lord, low self-esteem, Father God, pity, dear Lord, doubt, dear Lord, narcissistic ways, Father God, we thank you today for, for, for hungering after you, dear Lord. We thank you today for, for being thirsty for the word of God. The word of God says, taste and see just how good the Lord is. We thank you that your word is like honey, dear Lord, to our mind, to our body, to our soul, to our spirits, dear Lord. We thank you today for releasing faith, dear Lord, for releasing passion and purpose, dear Lord, and hope and joy and love and consistency and perseverance and understanding that when we go through something, the word of God says, consider it pure joy. When we face trials and tribulations, dear Lord, because that gives us perseverance, that develops our character, that gives us an opportunity to come to you. And when we come to you, Father God, we thank you for giving us focus, dear Lord, for giving us discipline and structure, Father God, for giving us compassion, dear Lord, and revelation, dear Lord. Hallelujah, because you called us, dear Lord, to be part of this journey for a reason. There's a great commission, and we are part of that great commission. Hallelujah. So on today, dear Lord, I say thank you again, and, and thank you, Father God, for blessing us in so many ways. Everyone on this call, dear Lord, I thank you, hallelujah, for giving us spiritual ears, dear Lord, for giving us spiritual eyesight, dear Lord, for giving us an opportunity to be here, Father God, and to come to you in prayer and just, just to be grateful and thankful. And while we come, dear Lord, we don't forget about the homeless people, Father God. We ask, dear Lord, that you would cover them right now, dear Lord, and we thank you for a miracle in their lives. We don't forget, Father God, about the one who is being abused right now. We come to you, Father God, and thank you for divine intervention in the mighty name of Jesus. We don't forget, dear Lord, as we come to you today about the one who is being forced into sex trafficking, Father God. We thank you for delivering them in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, and we don't forget about the pandemic, dear Lord. We lift up to you every person, dear Lord, affected in this time, dear Lord. We lift up to you the teachers, dear Lord, and the children, Father God, and thank you, Father God, for them on this morning, lifting up the vice president, lifting up the president, Father God, and every leader, dear Lord, across the world, across the nation, dear Lord, lifting up, dear Lord, those people who are in, um, office, dear Lord, in our states and in our cities, dear Lord. We don't forget about them, and we pray for them on this morning, Father God. I thank you today for a great awakening in the hearts and the minds of your people on this call. It is not by happenstance, dear Lord, that we are here. It is not by happenstance, dear Lord, that we are here on this Wednesday, dear Lord, to hear what thus says the Lord. We thank you, Father God, for showing us how to do kingdom work, dear Lord. We thank you, dear Lord, that absolutely no weapon formed against us shall prosper. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. We thank you today for our fearless leader, dear Lord Dion, hallelujah. We thank you for her children, Father God, and for her family, dear Lord, as she comes before us this morning. We thank you, hallelujah, for her vision. We thank you, Father God, for this movement. We thank you, Lord, for blessing the masses. And I pray, Father God, that as you speak in and through her, Father God, that people will be delivered and set free in the mighty name of Jesus. I thank you that your word says where there are two or more gathered, hallelujah, on earth, we're coming together about anything, anything that we ask, dear Lord, it shall be done. Hallelujah. It shall be done. So I thank you right now, dear Lord, that we come together in harmony and with a victorious mindset 
as everyone takes their call, their phone off of mute, and we come together and we praise you, dear Lord, and we bless you, Father God, and we magnify your name, and we come, Father God, with your force, and we come, Father God, with your understanding, you are here in this place, we lift up your name, Thank you. Thank you, 
Lord, we walk in victory in favor we have
Glory to the Most High God, who is great and greatly to be praised. Thank you, Valuable. Thank you, Valerie. And thank you to each of you for joining us this morning. Happy Wednesday to all of you. I pray that your week has gone well. And uh, I pray that you are growing stronger and stronger in your faith as the days continue to progress. A really quick reminder for Sunday, this Sunday. 7 p.m., we will celebrate our seven-year anniversary. I want to invite and remind each of you uh, to not only show up, but be prepared to see one another's faces, take your bonnet off that night, (laughs) Um, so we can see all of your lovely faces and uh, just remind you of how much you are loved. Uh, we're going to celebrate just thanking and praising God for another opportunity to get this little thing called life right. Um, I want to make sure you guys can hear me as I place my earbuds in. Hopefully you can hear me effectively. Yes. Okay, good, good, good. Amen. Um, again, I'm super excited about uh, this month's teaching. I think we've had an opportunity to have some things cleared up. Yesterday's call was was uh, great, effective. Thank you, uh, Minister Jerry, for yesterday and for all of you that are new to the call and, and joining us as we walk out this thing called life, as we walk into purpose and promise and uh, to the particular things that God has called you to do. Last week, my share was um, probably a little bit weighty. This week, I want to lighten it up. It'll be amazing for those of you that are new to the faith, um, and it'll be a reminder for those of us that are seasoned and more mature in our faith. A lot of times, we have a tendency uh, to become rather comfortable and and oftentimes pretty complacent, but we're talking about position this month. We're talking about position and and where you are. So you guys know I I always start with a question, and last week's question uh, was, what do you believe, right? This week's question is going to be the exact same question. What do you believe? What do you believe? What What is down on the inside parts of your heart? Right before I go into the share, I want to say this um, very impromptu. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, God desires to heal our soul traumas. Um, he, it, it, is, it is his uh, desire for us to be whole and to be well. We know that um, idioms and idiosyncrasies, our ideas and thoughts can be overtaken, overwhelmed by the things that we believe, especially when we believe things from a place of pain, from a place of trauma, 
from a place of poor experience. It, it skews our judgment and keeps us from uh, operating in the confidence that we have through identity and kingdom living. One of the, the things that impedes upon our progress oftentimes is unhealed trauma, unhealed drama, and it can cause you to ask the question, what do I believe, without having a solid response. If we just be honest, for generation after generation, we've, we've always taken someone's word for what the word says. Not everybody, um, but uh, in, in clear understanding, I know that it's one thing to read the word of God. It's another thing to study the word of God. But it's an even different thing to digest the word of God or to ingest the word of God and to be able to regurgitate it articulately. And not that you have to have this perfect uh, delivery of what the word says and what thus saith the Lord, but when you start asking the question, what do I believe, I believe that you ought to be able to communicate clearly and effectively um, when you encounter people, when you come in contact with people um, and, and you have asked Holy Spirit to give you an opportunity to demonstrate your faith, to share your faith, um, to invite someone in to the faith, you have to have some tools. Well, one, of, one of the first tools you have to have is assurance. Is assurance. You, you need to be sure. You need to know that you know that you know that once you come into the body of Christ, it doesn't mean that all of your troubles go away. It doesn't mean that you never have problems again. But what it does mean is that nothing and no one can pluck you out of the hands of the master. That his love for you is so immense and so consistent, so um grand that it can encompass any struggle you might face. It comes uh, to capture and captivate your heart in a way that it changes how you respond to external circumstances. It does not eliminate, it does not alleviate, it does not annihilate tests and trials uh, simply because the word says that tests and trials come to make us strong. In, in being involved in ministry for 20 plus years, one of the things that, that I've found, um, hold on, can you see? Uh, one of the things that I've found is that more often than not, people not only don't know how to communicate their faith, but this is the thing that, that kind of messed me up, is that uh, it's not a focus point in a lot of ministries. It's not something that is, uh, and, and I won't say in all places, because some places are, are steeped in evangelism and discipleship. Um, but what I, what I also know is that it is a ball that is frequently dropped 
and left to, quote unquote, the church to do. The, the Bible sends a pastor, a leader, a teacher. Sheep begot sheep. That means that you and I are responsible for living an accountable life in such a way that somebody asks a question. What is different about you? What position do you hold? Where are you? Where, where, where are you in this whole equation? And so um, it was placed on my heart to remind us today that you are instrumental to the health, the growth, and the development of the body of Christ. All of us individually are ministers of the gospel. All of us individually are intercessors. I don't care if you just came into the faith. I don't care if you've been here 50 or 60 years. We are all part of this move of God. We are all considered part of the remnant. When you say, for Christ I live and for Christ I'll die, it is a declaration to the enemy that this is a, a long marathon. This is not a sprint. It's not a sprint, right? So for some of us on the call today, you may not know specifically where you belong. What is your position? You may not know exactly where you're located in the faith. You may not know exactly uh, how to move around. You may not know if, if your mantle or call is evangelical or uh, if you are called to be a teacher, a preacher, a prophet. You may not know all of those different elements, but I guarantee you this. That if you spend time in God's presence, if you take the time to get to know him as father, as Abba, as um, the head, and, and when you take the time to go through the process of him healing you from the inside out of moments of vulnerability where you say, listen, God, I don't, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I, I don't have any fancy words. I don't have anything special or uh, specific. All I can say is I know that you loved me enough to send your son to die for me. And you were so concerned that you would allow me to be empowered with the indwelling of Holy Spirit so that I could walk my faith out loud. I, I, I need you to help me recognize the power that's working down on the inside of me to bring clarity to the path that you've already chosen for me. For the word declares that the steps of a righteous man are ordered of, and by God, help me to step into the place that you called me to, to be in. Not only help me to step into it, but help me to stay there. Teach me how to trust what you have empowered me with, with the person of the Holy Spirit. Teach me how to commune with the Holy Spirit in such a way that when I want to err in my flesh, even from the places of my trauma and pain and abuse, God, that you would uh, minister to me through your spirit. Teach me to identify when opportunities arise to be kind to someone, to love on someone, to uh, welcome someone into your presence just with my company. Teach me how to be identified as a catalyst, as a, a, a 
room changer, a world changer, and not for the sake of a position or a title, but because you said that you created us to worship, because you declared that we were made in your image. God, help me to identify that I am created to be great, and I am created to attract greatness, even the folks that don't know they're great just yet. Help me, God, to stand on the principles and the promises and the precepts of who you are so that I might teach someone else what it looks like to love you back. As you begin to get healed, as, as God begins to do the work on your heart, and as you mature in your faith, he begins to open up the eyes of your understanding. According to Psalms 119, 130, it declares that the entrance of his word gives light and adds understanding to the simple. Now, when I, when I say that, there are things that you will never learn until it becomes personal to you, until revelation happens. Transformation does not happen without revelation. Revelation does not come without relationship. Relationship does not come without communication, constant communication with the Father in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. I thank God this morning that we are saved by faith through grace, right? We, we have been ushered into a place that we did not earn, that we did not work for, that we can't be good enough for. But because grace abounds, you and I still have an opportunity to walk into the things of the kingdom with our dirty hands, with our broken hearts, with our broken, tattered pieces. But I came to tell you that today, the breaker is coming. Hallelujah. The breaker is coming. The breaker is coming. The breaker is here this morning to break up the follow places in your heart, to break up the things in you that keep you from being able to stand firm on what you say you believe. I want to give you a commission today. I want to give you an assignment. I want to give you a gift, a gift of assurance of salvation. I want you to know this morning that once you open your mouth and you confess the Lord Jesus as your Savior, everything changes. There is therefore now no condemnation. You aren't held hostage to anything historically. You are not held hostage to the laws that you were supposed to abide by according to old learnings and old teachings. And not that uh, we will never discount the infallible word of God because it's truth, it's living, it's active, it's sharp, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. But what I do want to tell you this morning is that your relationship with God relies on your communication with him. Those moments where you have downtime, it's imperative that you spend time in his presence, that you ask the right questions so that you'll get the right answers. It's amazing how the word of God will answer an open-ended question with an unstoppable, unbreakable truth instantly when you are in relationship with God and when you are really hungry. The word says, they who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. It means that you have to have an appetite for difference. 
You have to have an appetite for better. You have to have an appetite for new. You have to have an appetite for things that you may not have uh, chosen to eat once upon a time. And as you become uh, uh, closer and, and deeper connected, what, what you'll notice is that God will start to draw you to what you're called to. There's not a day that I, I don't ride down the street and uh, see homeless folks and find an opportunity to give them a suitcase, a backpack, a sleeping bag, or some socks, something to eat, a gift card, something, because it's my mission field. What do you believe? What are you responsible for? What position do you hold? What problem do you solve? What were you created uh, to dismantle? What were you created to disarm? What were you created uh, to reform? What were you created uh, to intervene upon? There are questions that you ask when you want to get in to position with God. Listen, Psalms 96 and 3 says this, declare of his glory among the nations, his marvelous works among the people. And then when you begin to declare those works, your life begins to declare those works simply because we are salt and we are light. Everything that we do, when we do it as unto the Father, is illuminated and considered uh, worship and honor to him when the trees sway. Hallelujah. When they bend left and right, they're singing glory to the Lamb. When the blades of grass lean to the left or to the right, hallelujah, they're telling God he's faithful and omnipotent. When you lean left and right, what is it that you say? What, what are you declaring? Are you in betwixt and in between and uncertain and on Tuesday you believe and on Thursday you forgot to remember? And or what is it that you struggle with as it relates to who you are in Christ Jesus? This one thing I love, I love that the gospel don't need no help. It, it stands on its own. And when you speak it out loud, it, it is uninterrupted. It, there are no intersections because it is a continuum. It is a constant. The word of God never, ever changes. It never loses its power. It never shifts. It never changes. It never sways. It is steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. When you find yourself in proper position, when you get your footing in this thing and don't get it twisted, listen, there are good days and there are bad days, but I read somewhere in John, round about 316, it said, for God so loved the world, that means not the black world, not the white world, not the polka dot world, the entirety of this thing, that means I'm a part of his love, that he gave his only Listen, I got three of them, and you can't have not now one of them. He gave his only begotten son that whosoever, believing in him, should not perish but have everlasting or eternal life. Listen, that is a promise to you. Not just me, not just my crew, not just my squad, not just my nationality, not just, it, it, listen, it is for us. Right? And so, so this morning, I, I want to interrupt your pattern of thinking and ask you, hallelujah, what do you believe? If you were in a situation and um, someone was in need of the truth of his word, 
What is it that you could offer them? Could you extend to them uh, the truth of the word of God? Could you articulate what it looks like to walk through a prayer of repentance, a prayer of salvation? Could you actually uh, walk them into salvation off of the little or the massive amounts of information that you have? The beautiful thing is this. This is the part that I love. See, one, one of the things about the word of God, hallelujah, is because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us, the word says that he will bring all things, glory to God, back to our remembrance. According to Acts, the first chapter in the eighth verse, it said, ask him to give you the opportunities to share, right? The Holy Spirit gives us power to share the gospel. Sometimes, listen, I, I remember when I, I first began to really evangelize and, and share my faith. I used to be nervous. I used to be uncomfortable. It used to be a little bit intimidating. And then I kept on living and I kept on reading and I kept on praying and I kept on fasting. And before you knew it, sometimes the word of God would come out of me and I'd be thinking to myself, now who is that talking? How did I get that down on the inside of me? What goes in always comes out. Our lives are transactional. We make purchases every day. We buy who people are. We can't go to the grocery store without swapping our finances, our liquidity for the things that are essential for us to live. Isn't it amazing that every single thing around us is transactional and we look at the gift of salvation that God has given us and don't realize the transaction, the massive transaction for he came to save that which was lost, to heal the brokenhearted. It was his goal. It was his plight in life to make the great exchange. Hallelujah. Thank you for Calvary's cross. I thank you for the blood that ran down his side. I thank you for the crown of thorns that he wore on his head that was shed for you and for me. That was transactional, but guess, guess what? His transaction was different than our transactional encounters. His transaction was final. He is and was and always will be the redemption for the soul of man, and it is constant. It is a continuum. It never runs out. His blood never runs dry. No more do we sacrifice an animal because the ultimate sacrifice was made when the king of kings and the Lord of lords gave up the ghost so that that final payment would be made a ransom for how amazing he called you to be. I was listening to Miles Monroe yesterday, um, probably one of the matriarchs of teachers that you would think he was still physically walking the face of the earth. And he began to talk about the reality that there can be only one king in a kingdom, one king in a dominion, one king in our local sphere. If you were a, a son or a prince of a king and your father was yet alive, you could not rule in that region. He would have to move you to a different location to make you the king in that area. That means that because God is so amazing and thinks of everything, he gave us kingship in this 
dominion, which makes him king of kings, hallelujah, and Lord of lords. He made us kings here because we can't be kings in glory. <laughs> he gave you that kingly and priestly anointing so that when the, the, the opportunity arises for you uh, to represent the kingdom, you have to learn the language of the kingdom. You have to learn the movements of the kingdom. You have to learn the jargon of the king. And a lot of us are unwilling to release or let go or relinquish our old language, our old conversation, our old communication, to walk into this new place of liberty that no one can take from you, that no one can uh, uh, capsize, that no one can overthrow, that no one can thwart. It is our responsibility to know the language of the courts. Oh, what do you believe? Do you believe that you are a royal priesthood? Do you believe that you're a holy nation? Do you believe that you are seated in heavenly places? Do you believe that you are above only and not beneath? Do you believe what he said, not just about me, but what he says about you, what he said about your ancestors, what he said about grandma and them that have prayed and labored before the throne of grace so that you would have an opportunity at the tree of life. What do you believe? And if someone asked you, would you be able to communicate it? Would you be able to share your faith in such a way, hallelujah, that somebody's life would be impacted? See, it's a, it's a real question. Right? Matthew, the 28th chapter, um, it makes it really, really plain. When you come into the knowledge of Christ, it's not just for you, right? 28, 19 through 20 says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything that I have commanded you. And surely... I am with you always to the very ends of the age. Now, I don't know about y'all, but that's about as plain and as clear as it gets. That's none of the text erased. That's not saying baptize in the name of Jesus and Jesus alone. It says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, in the name of the Holy Spirit. That means that if that's what you believe, that is called a Trinitarian faith. Now, that's a whole uh, conversation in and of itself. I'm not going to go too deep in it, but I believe that the Father uh, sent his one and only Son. And that because the Father was so concerned about us, Jesus reminded us that he would leave us a comforter that would never leave us alone. And we have action at all of that. We have uh, access to the truth of God's word through the power of the spirit of the living God down on the inside of us. How do you, how do you share your faith with somebody? How do you how do you share your faith and and, and what uh, creates the atmosphere for that encounter to happen? Let me tell you something. You get close enough uh, to the Father. You spend enough time in the presence of of God. 
you will begin to feel an unction. And sometimes it doesn't sound like uh, religious jargon. Sometimes it literally could be you having a conversation with somebody else and the remnant, the, uh, that glory, the, we are considered glory carriers. The glory of the Lord will begin to show up and you can feel his presence. I, I remember standing in the, the line at the grocery store and I was talking to a young lady named Brittany who had watched Josiah and I go through and sometimes we'd come into the store and he couldn't move around as, as well as he should and she knew kind of our history and we were talking about it and I was laughing and I was smiling and when I approached the store there was a, a lady and she was reaching for a basket. I had already pulled one out. And so I gave the lady my basket and I got another. Well, she was with a man and he was angry and I could see the anger in his face. And they were um, of, of uh, European descent, which is here nor there as far as I'm concerned. But I, I want to I make it real clear. And they were scruffy and, you know, dusty, whatever. But the man was really, really angry. And I made sure that when I handed the lady the basket, that I gave her my heart smile. Because you never know what people are going through or what they've gone through, what they are experiencing. It's just nice to be nice. And as nasty as the little man was, I still I went on about my business. I didn't say anything. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't tripping. And so um, we walked through the store so the lady kept coming back around and, and we kept encountering one another. And I heard her say to the man, there's something, that lady is something. I don't, I don't know what she is, but yeah, she's something. Just so happened that I'm standing in line having this conversation with, with Brittany at the grocery store and the couple walk up behind me. And as I'm sharing this story, um, just a little update with Brittany, I could feel the presence of the Lord show up at the grocery store. I wasn't at church. I wasn't on the altar carrying. I wasn't talking about Jesus this, Jesus that. I didn't say none of that. It, I, and I, I'm not even really sure what happened in translation, but as I looked up, I could see that the man had turned beet red and tears were in his eyes as he listened to me share this story. And so the lady said, I told you, I told you that lady was something. And so the man asked me, how are you telling this story without being sad or mad or like, how are you telling this story? And as soon as I opened my mouth, the Holy Spirit filled it and began to minister to the man standing in the grocery store line. And this man who had scoffed at me earlier, who had... Uh, pretty much grumbled underneath his voice at me. And I knew it was directed at me, but uh, whatever, I'm accustomed to it. They see you coming. As I began to minister to the man, the man broke down in tears and I said, is it okay if I hug you? I hugged the man and I could feel anger and hate and bitterness literally lift off the man simply by being in position simply by paying attention to my atmosphere, simply by paying attention to the reality that every single day that we step our foot outside of our domain, God has given us dominion in this earth. That every single thing that does not bow to the Father is subject to us because we have dominion. 
And no matter what you think you're facing, no matter what the adversity, no matter what the trouble, no matter what the struggle, God has given you everything down on the inside. You are equipped to dismantle anything that opposes the truth of God's word about and for you. That all you have to do is rely on the Holy Spirit, but the only way that you'll ever do that is if you submit yourself to him wholly. If the broken pieces and the broken places become uh, fully uh, encapsulated in the truth of God's word, you have to make a decision that for him, I live, and for him, I will die. You have to be honest and relatable while you share your faith. You have to be transparent and not high and holy and high and mighty because that doesn't help anybody. But when you find yourself operating in the truth of God's word, it is your responsibility to stand firm on your faith, to live that thing out loud in such a way that it begins to transform hearts and minds that are around you, that it begins to move you from one place to the next emotionally, mentally, spiritually, physically, financially. It is our responsibility to allow God to break up all the follow ground that's in our heart, all the places that are broken and tattered. I assure you that if you surrender your heart and your mind, If you would surrender your will, not only will you become witnesses in both Judea and Samaria, but you will become witnesses one to another of how far God can bring us when we know what we believe. I've been doing this a while. There's not much that you can tell me about why I believe. I've seen miracles, hallelujah, signs and wonders. God has done things for me that I can't explain, that make absolutely no sense. And I wasn't praying to Buddha. I wasn't praying to Jehovah. I wasn't praying to uh, Yahweh. I was, and now mind you, all of those are his names. But I called upon the name, hallelujah, of the Lord, and he heard my cry. And he answered me and he brought me from a horrible pit. It makes my heart excited to know that I have a God that's concerned about me, that he's not so grand that he can't feel my brokenness. I'm so grateful that I know a God, hallelujah, that I met a man one day that changed my heart. He changed my mind. He changed my life. And that has been a catalyst for all the lives that God has allowed me to be a part of. If he did it for me, he could do it for you. It's our responsibility. As the world is recruiting people day in, day out with lies and untruths, when we have an infallible word that we can stand on, I believe I'm going to do a specific study that will give you scripture by scripture and step by step on how to share your faith. It's important, y'all. We're in a a real serious war. And it's not physical and it's not race. It's not black and white. It's onslaught, full-out demonic warfare. And you've got to know who you are so that the word that is in the word comes alive in you. When the enemy, hallelujah, comes in like a flood, God will lift up a standard against them. Do you realize that some war, some battles, you don't even have to fight when you know what you believe? I know what he said. I know what he promised. 
Start getting the promises of God underneath your belt. Start getting the decrees of the Lord, not declaring and decreeing, I'll never be broke no more. Yeah, you could say that, but listen, there are things that you have to do. There are things that you have to walk out. There are things that you have to practice and exercise in this thing called our believer's life, right? Our responsibility is to love. That's our, our first command. Above all, love. We got to perfect our love language, y'all, so that when we are outside, when the people see us, we got to get in position to even be in a place. Do you know that the, the internet is recruiting people to believe just crazy stuff? And here we have this truthful, liberating, life-changing word of God, and we're scared to talk about it. And when we go outside in the streets, we are unrecognizable. We look just like them. It's like we got camouflage on. It's time to take the camouflage off. We should be recognized in the courts, right? We, we should know our kingdom language. We should know our native tongue. We should have a, a means of communicating outside of the world system and the world process in such a way that somebody just asked, man, what did you do? What, like, what happened? How did you get here? How did you evolve? How did you become this? And after a while, listen, and, and I don't know that anybody ever gets it perfect. I, I haven't met a perfect somebody yet. I've met some strong leaders. I've, I've met some amazing, amazing people in the faith, but I don't know that, that anybody ever gets it perfect. But let me tell you what I don't have the ability to do. I don't have the ability to stand idly by while people get plucked off like snipers sitting on top of buildings because I'm out of position and my footing isn't sure as it relates to my salvation. I'm not the one that will be able to watch as people become capsized and families become dismantled because they don't know how much God loves them, that he'll kick down a door for you, that he will go in any dark place and light it up just for you, that he will sacrifice has sacrificed and consistently sacrifices all things so that we might come into the knowledge of Christ, so that we would have the mind of Christ. Put on the whole armor of God that you will be able to withstand in the evil day. It's, it's our responsibility to put on the helmet of salvation and the breastplate of righteousness, the gospel belt of truth, to put shod our feet with the shoes of the gospel. It is our responsibility to make disciples of men. But if you don't know what you believe, how do you convince somebody else of the truth of God's word? Every time we run into you, you're complaining about this not being met and that not being done and this not being that. God owns a cattle on a thousand hills. He owns everything that we look at from the north, the south, to the east and the west, from the beginning to the end. He is Alpha and Omega. He is the almighty, omnipotent one. There is nothing too hard for God. Ask me how I know. I've experienced him and the truth of his love consistently. And so I just want to encourage you this morning, not only know what you believe, but be compelled to study 
to show thyself approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. That's 2 Timothy 2 and 15. It is imperative that you understand that this gospel is not just for you. It's not just for me. It is for the nations. And for some of us, we have a responsibility to reach the nations. We have to have a holy boldness that encounters uh, the hearts of men and changes their minds and reminds them that he is for them. And if he be for you, what is the entire world against you? It means that no weapon formed against you will prosper. It means that all things are working together for your good. It means that his love is from everlasting to everlasting. And I'm glad about it this morning. Even though we don't deserve it, even though we've not done everything perfect, his love never Fails. His unfailing love for us is relentless, it's vicious, it's vehement, it's adamant, it is persistent, it is consistent, and I wouldn't serve a God that was not all of those things all-encompassing. And so I give glory to God this morning for surely he is worthy and he deserves our praise. Hallelujah. And so I, I hope that you are uh, encouraged this morning to share your faith. Tell somebody about a risen Savior that came to redeem them, to save that which was lost. I dare you this morning. When the Holy Spirit tells you to go left, don't fight, don't question. I wasn't going that way. Yeah, yeah, I know that. You know that. Sometimes we just take a detour. And sometimes we simply do it to be love and light. That's all. Just to be love and light. You don't got to be extra deep and spiritual. Sometimes it's just a smile. Sometimes it's just a, a kind gesture. Sometimes it's just a gentle word. But until you know what you believe, there's a missing piece, and it's the confidence of this one thing, I'm confident. Right? We, we need that confidence. And so this morning, again, I want to remind you, spend time in his presence. Spend time studying, not just reading his word. Know the difference uh, between uh, 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 repentance, this, that, the other. Make sure that you are confessing and repenting consistently. It helps to keep your heart tender. And it is what the word commands us to do. So with that said, listen, I'm over my time. Uh, but God be praised. I, I pray that something that I said impacted uh, the hearts of God's people this morning and that you heard me. It is your responsibility to make disciples of men, not just mine, not just your pastor, not just the leader. It is our responsibility. Listen, the world is relentless. They're making cold calls, y'all. They're stopping you at the grocery store. And, and here we are scared and walking light and not sharing our faith. We can't, we can't do that. We got to get on our job. So that being said, listen, here's the time that we open the floor up to um, anyone that may have called in a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say good morning. Now's your time. Great morning. Good morning, Miss Diane. Great declaration. Hey. Oh, man. Hey, Lady Di. 
Anybody else? Good, good morning, morning. Hey, good morning. Good morning. I heard another voice. Who else was that? Monica, good morning. Hey, Monica, good morning. Good morning, Miss Krishonda. Hey, Krishonda. Monica, is this your first time saying good morning? Or am I late? Um, so finish no, I was on the call before, and um, I've been on for a while, and now I'm back. Amen. Well, welcome back. We're glad to have you. Thank you. You're welcome. Good Hello. morning. Good morning. This is Vet. Hey, Vet. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's Andrew. Hey, Andrew. Good morning, bro. Good morning. It's Gloria. Hi, Gloria. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody Hey, Cheryl. Hey, Pam. Good morning. Good morning. It's Gloria's mom. Hey, Leomia. Good morning. Anybody else? Good morning. It's Jacqueline. Mm-hmm. Excellent declaration. Hey, Jacqueline. <laughs> Good morning. Thank you, sis. Good morning, it's beloved Barb. God bless you. Hey, beloved, good morning. God, good morning. This is Patricia. Thank you so much for the declaration. Absolutely. Good morning, Patricia. Love you this morning. Anybody else? Demetriana. Hey, girl. Hey, D. Good morning. Anybody else? Y'all quiet this morning. That's you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. <laughs> hey, <Me>. church man. <laughs> I want you to know I'm woke, and I heard you loud and clear. You heard me? I heard you. Uh-huh. 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 I heard you uh-huh. right there with you. Uh-huh. Men are only born for the times and the seasons in which they are needed. Yes, ma'am. I wanted to just say this. You must have been uh, in the with me and Alyssa and River yesterday because your share this morning is talking about witnessing the people and, and not uh, beating people up with the word and just letting them, just having a conversation sometimes. You know, especially right now, so many young people are crying, not just young, old saints has been in, going to church, you know, but just being in love. So for me, what's helped me just be better? I'm not because, you know, I'll chop up a scripture in a minute, mispronounce a word, whatever. But Mm. I do know that Galatians 6 reminds me how I am to live and not because I think I'm better because I've grown more spiritually than the next person. But we got to be careful with that because some of our family members are still fighting and, you know, souls are lost. So we have to really be that walking light. Not tearing them down, not saying, you know, because we got to remember who we were, too. So Galatians 6 helps. I'm going to just read real quick a little bit of it. This is the message. It says, Mm -hmm. live creatively, friends. If someone falls into sin, forgivingly restore him. Saving your critical comments for yourself. You might be needing forgiveness before the day's out. Stoop down and reach out to those who are oppressed. Share their burdens and so complete Christ's law. If you think you are too good for that, you are badly deceived. So 
that's just a little piece of it. I'm going to put this whole um, part, part in the room. I just want to say thank you for this light this morning so we can be reminded about our witnessing and just who we are. You ain't got to to King James, nobody. Just have a conversation. And like you said, Dion, that, that uh, example in the store, I had that with a young lady in the AT&T store when I was really frustrated with my mom, but she saw something in me that she asked questions. So I was able to you know, show her about the word and, and, and give her scriptures in a version that she can understand. So I hope that makes sense. Love you so much. Thank you. Yeah, it makes complete and utter sense. I appreciate you. That was good too. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Hey, hey, good morning. This is Catherine. I, uh, hey. I like good morning. I like what you just said. It really uh hits up when you said walk light. You know, um, that, that's so true. You know, uh, so you can reach them. You know, you you you, you go ahead. You gotta, you know, then try to in all different kind of forms without knowing. But um, good results do come when you walk light, and it's not always easy. Some positions you be in is not an easy one. So constantly asking the Holy Spirit to to humble you, to lead you and guide you, you know, is so important because for me, I think of it sometimes as way bigger <laughs> than, I, you know, um, what I need to do, way bigger than what I really need to do. Sometimes, like, uh, like Dion, you said, a smile, a listening ear, you know, people are really looking for love. I want, you know, <laughs> So, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think about that. I think about that, you know, especially when, when that, that, that feeling of confusion or anything come, I just be still and, and immediately ask God to please help or, you know, in a constantly be on my mind, Lord, what, what to do, what, what happened, what I need to do. And, you know, he will guide you into, you know, a, a place for me that that that's way more simpler that not only I keep saying this but it's so real, not only uh helping somebody else, be helping myself, you know, helping myself be saved, you know, uh um be saved, you know, give give myself to the Lord and uh thank him excuse me, thank him for the guidance. It's so important. When we witness or we we're within a light to ask for the guidance, because sometimes with my mind it'd be way bigger than what God really want me to do, you know. Right. So, um, right. You know, so uh, that's where I'm at. So it's you know asking God to help me in those situations and what He's been doing. It's been delivering me. <laughs> yes. I'm yes. just thinking it be for somebody else and it be for me, and I'm just so grateful. That um he's going yeah. up in that you know he's going up in that thanks for your declaration it's always good to um hear you um do watch this thank you amen 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 thank you guys I'm glad that 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 you like that and yes most of the time it's very simple it's very simple hey Dion can you hear me. Uh, yeah, I hear both of y'all. Who, I heard who, who that? Kedra and Shell. Go ahead, Kedra. 
and share. Okay, hey, good, hey, good morning. Um, I tune, I have tuned in, and um, my grandmother died, so I traveled out here to Puerto Rico, and so I'm out here with my brother, and so it's like it's people standing in the middle of the street. You know, there's poverty everywhere, right? So it's people standing in the middle of the street. So I roll down the window, and I'll have some loose changing, and not because I can, but because I. And my brother was like, "You don't have to give everybody," and I was like. I was like, bro, that could have been you or me, you know what I mean? And then just, and it and it's not to show off or brag or none of that. It's just because it's like, I want people to see the God in me, that he's real. You know what I mean? Um, the things that I've been delivered from, so. Amen. Okay. And, 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 and I get it. I get it. I get it totally, Kendra. And then, you know, so and then much, it's like, much has been forgiven. A lot of times, you you are excess in your doing. So I get it. Yeah, and, and so my and my thing is like, so it's like I just came from Walmart, like with, with some things that you know, some little eats and stuff. I go to the post. I'm um, at the post office because they call me extra and overachiever, but I don't care because God has been that good to me. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I, I got some groceries. I was like, I'm fasting anyway. And opened the trunk and got the got a couple of items that I had just shopped for and gave them to the man standing in front of the post office. But it, for it to just touch my heart is amazing to me. You know what I mean? That's just like the work that God has done to me. But I, I thank God for declare victory. And I just thank God for what he's doing in the lives of his people. But I just wanted Amen. to share that. Amen. 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 Hey, Dion. Um, I okay. loved everything about your share. Um, I love the part, um, um, the confession first. Somebody, and wait, then somebody, needs, somebody needs to mute their phone. I'm sorry. Hold on a second, share. Okay. okay. Good morning. Like Good morning, family. My well, name well, is well, Alan. Hold on, hold on one quick second. Shell, let Alan go first. I believe this yeah, is the first time right. sharing, and I'll have you go right, right after it. Go ahead, Alan. Okay. I just wanted to say praise God for waking us up this morning. He didn't have to do it again, but he did, and I'm grateful. And uh, I want to share a little bit off the topic. I just want to share a bit of gratitude, as I said, for him waking us up this morning. And I want to, I, this is my first time encountering you guys as group. Someone has made me familiar with it. I intend to to be as regular as I possibly can in this group because it is just so refreshing this morning to first thing in the morning because God needs be first at the head of our life and in, in, in all matters concerning our life, God needs to come first. And it's just so refreshing that you guys started this and we do this first thing in the morning because I, I, I got up this morning and I went, I went naturally and worldfully to a couple of vices, the coffee, the cigarettes, and I felt, you know, about the size of a gnat, knowing that you guys were first thing praising God, and I was first thing caught up in worldly stuff, but I have an opportunity <laughs> to change through our Lord and Savior, and I just want to thank you guys for the for instituting this fellowship and being about God first thing in the day how inspiring Amen. it is, I, I can't begin to describe. Amen. So thank you Amen. all for this opportunity. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning, Alan. We welcome you and thank God for having you this morning. And we are excited about what God is going to do, um, what he has already done that you'll actually just walk into. So we thank God for you this morning. Thank you so much for sharing. And we look forward to hearing your sound again. There are several other brothers on the call. A lot of them are working, but um, we we do welcome you. Thank you. Shell, go ahead. You're welcome. Go ahead, babe. First, I want to say welcome, Alan, and keep on coming because you're in the right you are in the right place. Um, and Dion, the, um, like I was saying, the confession part. Um, so often we skip over the confession part, but that's the inhale. And the exhale is the repentance part. Um, I love how, um, you know, once we know that something isn't right, that we begin to speak it out, to clear it out, to get rid of it and repent and don't do that thing again. I, um, I'm a person, I, speak to everybody, talk to everybody. And with the mask on, a lot of people can't hear. So instead of making conversation with people, some people get irritated because they can't hear you. It's like they have um, earmuffs on instead of a mask. So the Lord said, you know what? You know what is more welcoming than that? Nod your head. Because nodding your mm-hmm. head is a, is a greeting and it speaks volumes. So as I began mm-hmm. to start doing that, in the past, I thought about doing it. And I was like, uh-uh, that was some old stuff back in the days. But if you look at the movies and stuff, and I didn't do the full research, but I do know when my grandfather used to do it, it was um, a sign of um, respect, not just to the women, but to people in general. So it was a welcoming greeting. So I started to do that once again, because I'm a lady, usually I see the men do it, but you, the responses that I get from people and sometimes you can't speak to people because of the way we look. So I thank God just for giving me that instead of, you know, you know, people not taking your look or what you're saying the wrong way. Instead of being irritated, then they are welcoming. So I thank God for your declaration because it just actually, it was everything that we need to make ourselves accountable for the betterment of ourselves and not for ourselves in Jesus. So love you, girl. Amen. Hey, Dion. Good stuff. Hey, um, I just thought about something. <laughs> you silly. Cheryl, you just made me think of something. I immediately got an image of of a of, of a man with a hat on. And you know, back in the day, men would wear a brim and they would tip their hat and they would yeah. they would touch their hat. So here's how I look at it. And I'm so glad you said that because I feel like an idiot smiling. You know, they can't. You know, but, but what I thought about is this. You know, um, right now today, the youngsters, you know, they'd be like, "What's up?" And when they nod their head, their head goes up, right? Can you see that? And so I was mm. thinking, well, rather than me being that way, I'm gonna make mine ladylike. Not well, not ladylike, but I'm gonna. I don't want to be the like the the what's up. I want to be like, how are you? And so I'm gonna tilt my head down when I nod. Do, do you see it? You see the difference? That's what I do. Not that anybody. Yeah, I, tilt my, I, tilt I tilt my head down. Yeah. I tilt down and to the side, ladylike. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah. And then I try to smile with my eyes, too. But that's really good. Thank mm-hmm. you for that. Yeah, that was good, good morning. I like it. Hey, good morning. Good morning, ladies. This is Sister Stephanie. I want to take you back to your introduction where you were saying, talking about pain and poor judgment and how the different traumas 
um, that we lead, in, that we have in our lives, can lead us to question our beliefs. And there was something that somebody said a long time ago, and and I now I've heard it in the song where it says, "Don't tell God about your mountains; tell your mountains about your God." You know, and um, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ has done so much for me and took me out of a place of dereliction. And to where he's allowed me to make decisions. And um, there was, I said this before, but there was a friend of mine that had um, a a post on a wall that says, you never know how strong you can be until, I mean, you never know. um, Anyway, um, you you never know how strong you can be until strong as you, until you have no other option, you know. And um, throughout my, throughout my life, my God, my Lord and Savior has delivered me from so much trauma and through so much dereliction and through so many obstacles to where I have nothing left but my faith. And my faith has held me strong and has allowed me to walk through a lot of different obstacles. And so now when I see people standing alongside the road, it's not looking at them from an objective point of view. It's looking at them from a place of memory because I'm I was in that situation. I was yeah. in I was that person. I can totally relate. So I look at them with yeah. empathy, not with sympathy. I look at them because yeah. I can identify because that was me at one point in time. So today yeah, the Lord puts on my heart <laughs> to be able to do things. And so, you know, I may I may not have as much as somebody else, but I thank God for what I do have. Because I didn't always have a car to drive. Because I didn't always have a set of keys to enter into a place. And so when I see somebody, it's not what I can, I don't ask God why. I ask God why not me. You know, you just don't understand. You just don't understand. And until you understand, you're going to always look at somebody objectively. Amen. Amen. And, Amen. and thank you for sharing that. I, I think that it is relevant and relative to the times and the era that we're actually in. I thank God for you and I thank God for your life. And I, I want to speak to your life emphatically that even as we talk, God is in the process of pulling you further out, that you would just uh, want to encourage you to continue to seek after him, to continue uh, to search out his word and continue to have that heart of compassion that you have. I'm excited for your future, so keep coming, okay? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, welcome, welcome. Anybody else? Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. Wonderful word and hey, conversation you. this morning. Um, good morning. You know, um, when you were speaking earlier on in the declaration, you were speaking about, um, you you talked about communication with the Lord, um, that it's so important, you know, to, you know, just have that increased relationship with God. This communication is so necessary. And the first thing that came to my mind was, it's so interesting because communication, we speak to him, but listening is so big too. And I just love how God, you know, when I'm really, really close to him and I'm really, really um, in relationship with him and I'm listening to what he wants me to see, it's so grand. Like I I live where I live. I have like these tall trees and it might sound really corny, but they're just magnificent. Like, you know, and sometimes I'll just look at the sky and I'll just look at like 
this what God has created. And he speaks to me in things like that when I see nature and just wonderful things like that. So I just wanted to say that I just really enjoyed the declaration and that communication is so key. And another one of the big, big parts of communications is just listening and hearing what, what God and how God speaks to you. So I hope that blesses someone today. Have a wonderful day, everyone. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Appreciate you. Good morning, Dion. Hey, good morning. I heard Cynthia and I heard somebody else. Who else is that? Sylvia. Gloria, Gloria. Oh. Go ahead, Cynthia. Go ahead, Hello? Sylvia. Oh, okay. Go good morning. Thank you so much for your declaration, uh, Dion, and thank you for creating this prayer line seven years ago. I look forward to the anniversary on on uh, Monday. And I just want to tell you that, you know, I have been so, so blessed and have learned so much from this line that, you know, when I first got on here, you know, some months ago and just, you know, how my life has been enriched, how I've, I've learned so much and God has blessed me so much just from being on this prayer line. Every single chance I get, I try my best not to miss a day. And so, um, and so many has been revealed. I mean, from reset to focus to um, purpose to position to you know where I am right now today. I mean, so much has transpired in just those months of those topics and those declarations. And the one today, I really appreciate. You know, I was thinking about um, when you talked a lot about outreach, and that's one of the ministries that you know. I don't have a nonprofit or anything, but it's something I like I'm supposed to do. So um, I remember my church. You're supposed um, to say you don't have it yet. <laughs> I don't have it yet. Yet. That's right. <laughs> but I remember that, you know, my church, uh, I belong to Faith Fellowship in San Leandro, and I was I started going out with them to outreach to the homeless encampments where they would pass out, you know, food and clothing and gloves and stuff. And then they also have a house for uh, men who they found out there at homeless and they would bring them in and they started this house. And I'm like, well, where's the house for the women? You know, and I hear, like I heard when I worked in substance abuse, oh, women are hard to work with. It's harder to house women. So I just know that there's a purpose there and that I, mm-hmm. I just pray for mm-hmm. that, that God will, you know, that he is going to have it to where we can be able to go out. I can be able to go out and outreach to homeless women and see where they are, you know, mentally and stably and try to help them and bring them in and have a place for them to stay, to get themselves together, uh, to go to, you know, whatever service, you know, whatever ministry is going on in that faith-based transitional house, just like for men. So I just wanted to say, because I thought about that, I've been thinking about it for a, a few years now, and I'm just letting God just lead in the, in that manner. So thank you so much. And please continue to lift up Pandora. You know, when you have someone that's homeless, you know their name, and you have their telephone number in your phone, that's nothing but God. Well, and you I got cannot... your marching orders, it sounds to me like. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Uh-huh. Amen. Go ahead, Glow. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Dion. I um I'm just so full this morning. This your your declaration just blessed my entire soul. 
um, I just thank God for uh, being able to, to just be able to participate, to hear and um, receive his healing and his deliverance. And just knowing that I'm in the right place. Um, tomorrow, I, I turn 61. And to be able to look and to see that, thank you, Jesus. He has allowed me to live, to be able to be in the right place. I, I, at points, I've been, you know, in all different kind of places. But to be able to take my breath this day and say, I'm in the right place. I'm doing what I I, I know God has called me to do, and to be able to um, be working on the projects and the things that I know that I, I heard him say to do. Um, even to, uh, the lady just got off the line talk about doing a transitional housing. We're currently working on writing up our 5013C in order to start a transitional housing program. Mm -hmm. And to be able mm -hmm. to just be able to do it and to know that even through the crazy stuff, God even used that crazy stuff, my crazy stuff, my crazy me and doing. And he restored me and, and, and blessed me. And the lessons that I learned through that, I can look and I can say, God, I thank you that you didn't let me yeah. die away from you. So I appreciate mm -hmm. you. They declare victory. I just appreciate the love and just, just how God, the, just how God just honors us with his love and his grace. And he, he has chosen us for such a time as this. And because of that, hallelujah, we have a responsibility and a mandate, a calling on our lives to do and to be what he's called us to be. I love you so much, and I appreciate you. Amen. I love you too, sis. And I appreciate you more. Amen. Anybody else? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Happy birthday, sis. Love you. Um, real quick, I'm trying to make it real quick. What I what I'm doing now for a living is going back into construction. And I um remodel campers, trailers, and homes. Uh, we do mid to heavy remodeling. And one of the things I've learned doing this is particularly like working on floors. Somebody will come in and say they want a carpet up or they want their LVP pulled up, and what we do, we'll pull it up, and then we also look at the subfloor. And what we noticed was, like, in the subfloor, you might see spots, signs of mold or uh, mildew. And we cut down in the subfloor. There's mold growing in the subfloor and in the, um, in the, uh, hang on, I'm sorry, pulling over. So there's mold growing down in the installation and, and the rafters, not the rafters, but the sport beams. So what we have to do is when the customer thinks all it is is just the, um, the rug that went up, they don't know that there's mold and potential death growing down down on the inside, down in their in their support beam. So we'll go in and we'll put new two by fours or two by sixes up and change the whole uh, support and then put a whole new floor in. So while we're thinking we're doing one thing, just changing the rug, what we're doing is going down and cleaning out the inside of what's deep down inside that was unknown. When God puts it on your heart to Give somebody some money or God puts on your heart just a smile. It may not even be about monetary. It just might be a simple box of a meal or just saying, how are you, or just smiling a certain way. Um, 
when God puts it on your in your heart to do that, and you're walking in that obedience, what you don't know, walking in that obedience also can helps you with the attack of the enemy coming up to you because when you're going through yourself and you need that same support coming in, um, it's just like that mold going. What we're doing, we're fighting fighting against the, the mold or the attacks of the enemy coming in in our own lives and that same joy that we put on somebody else, God is going to bestow it even double on us. So it will give you double for your trouble, as, as, as I said. I haven't read it in the scriptures, but it's been said that, and it's been proven in my life time and time again. And I, I, I just want to encourage somebody's heart that might be saying, okay, I ain't giving them money. They might be on their heart. Well, I ain't doing this, so I ain't doing that. That every time you do that, you allow that 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 that, that move or that under undercurrent, the under mist to grow in you. That what I call it, under unknown death to grow in you, because at the end results of it, it will be death. It might not be physical death, but it'll be a separation from the Holy Spirit, because he he will not depart in unclean space. I just I just wanted to put that out there. And, that's that's so good stuff. Left. That was a, that was a great analogy. Thank you so much for sharing, Jeff. Yeah. Thank you so much. That's good stuff. Yep, and that scripture I think is in Isaiah sixty-seven about double for your trouble, honey. I absolutely believe the word of God. That was good. <laughs> amen. Yes. And amen again. And um, uh, I just want to say, no, this city real quick. Pretty silly. Y'all play too much, Deanna Tanya. But um. That witnessing part, I think it was Sister Catherine that said sometimes we're so, well, she didn't say it like this, I'm going to say it like this. We got to be careful that we're not so focused on getting other people together that we miss our own uh, message, the light on, like when the Lord, for me, I, I, I don't even try to, well, not that I can because I got my own stuff, but you know how when you see something and, and I, I've watched people say, wow, I didn't think about it like that. Because when your light shine, when you've been through hell already, there are some things that will come on you in this life that it won't even phase you, right? Like in the past, it may have made you swing on somebody or say something, and you just don't have it anymore. And that's what I think people can see what you're doing. So basically, just show up to who you really are, right? Because the real yeah. you is going to show you show you you so you can and i know that the lord made me a greeter for a reason because who you see is who i am i can't even i can't even apologize anymore because when you have young kids and some of y'all single mother has raised your kids they'll make they'll they'll you you can't even front you know what i mean so who you are who you are so just witness when you're witnessing take notes because a lot of it is for you. It's not even for who you're witnessing to. Some things that we are still doing that we need to get better at. And some things that we're saying, our thoughts, or even judgment, right? That could be you. It could have been any of us still out there in them streets doing what we was doing. So I'm just yeah. so careful not to be judgmental or think that I'm better because I no longer do that thing because I'm still doing something. I'm going on mute, Tanya. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I just want to know when the last time you swung on somebody. Tell the right. truth. Uh, truthfully, no, I'm truthfully, I'm I almost had did, but I didn't because I had heard you in my ear <laughs> just like last week. Hey, man, anybody else? I get, I, amen. Um, I'm just overwhelmed. I thank God for my best friend slash sister, Kathy Brick. She told me to jump on in to prayer line. I'm calling from Gary, Indiana, and I just 
thank God that I'm alive and he keep on keeping me and protecting us over this COVID-19 and he giving us encouragement. But I was one of them people that opened my doors to someone that um, heating system went out and um, she was, um, DCFS was on her back. So one of my friends, I thought she was my friend, but um, she came to my house and just, my house was ramstacked, like some dog came through it or it was, I, I couldn't even explain, but I kept on saying, Lord, why me? You know, why you use me? You know, and why y'all tear my house up? They broke stuff. I, I broke down and cried, you know, and I, and I just thank God that he was able to bless me to, you know, let them come in. And But when they started doing stuff to my house and, and I just said, this is not normal kids, Lord. Normal kids don't do this. You know, and I was judgmental because I was like, Lord, I've never had no kids that do this on the floor. You know, it was just real horrible. Like, I couldn't even go in my bathroom. It was it was terrible. So I'm like, Lord, why be, you know, and I kept on asking, but I guess it was, a, it was one of my testimonies that um, God would spare my life for opening up doors for me. And, you know, it's a blessing. It's amazing because I did, I, I used to have an outreach of the youth. And God put on my hands, you know, to be there for them, to take them to the nursing home. We praise and worship. We did all that. And I started from 8-year-old to 13-year-old. So um, it was a reason that God had me, but I was trying to mold somebody else's kid that he put me to take them in. And the mama just was out of control. She didn't tell her kids to, not to do nothing. But it was kind of scary. It was like a roller coaster. And I had to bleach my house down. And that's when they decided to flee and put what, what's your, on. What's your name? What's your name, sir? Oh, my name, Onetta. And it was just amazing. Like, well, me, I was let like, me, let, me, let me stop you for Let me stop you for a minute, Onetta. I'm going to tell you two things. I thank God for you calling uh-huh. all the way from Gary, Indiana, honey. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right there. Um, but I, I want to tell you something about discernment. Uh-huh. See, there, there there, are certain times that we go through things because we didn't discern uh-huh. the, the spirit or the uh-huh. presence of God. And so while yeah. it's always wonderful to open, you know, to open yourself up and, you know, but we always have to be mindful. So I just want to encourage you, don't let that, don't let that harden your heart, you know, toward okay. helping people. It may not always okay. end up that they end up in your house. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But but at the end of the yeah. day, God gave you a heart to be a giver and a helper. Don't yeah. allow yeah. that experience to cause you to lose that spirit, right? That spirit is necessary, okay. especially in times like this. But I, I appreciate your testimony. Thank you for sharing. And I'm glad that he restored things for you. And I yeah. want to invite you to keep coming back and invite other people as you begin to grow in your faith and, and evangelize even the more. So we are praying for you and super happy to hear your sound this morning. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Onetta. Anybody else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What's up, bro? What's up, bro? Hey, just wanted to chime and say uh great declaration. Want to uh, also uh, just give a welcome to the man of God, uh, Brother Allen. 
welcome, man, and 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 uh, keep coming. Um, great decoration. I liked, and I know it was uh, it wasn't coincidental how you started off. In fact, it was very strategic, and what you were saying is that uh, we have to be positioned ourselves before we can even uh, operate in in our assignment. Um, I was thinking, you know, when you when you look at uh, uh, track and field, you know, when you look at the sprinters before they run that race, they get into a starting position, you know, because you can't just run, you know, just like flat foot. And I was thinking, you know, uh, um, you know, when you look at baseball, you see the pitcher, he has the position to be on the mound. Now, he can't throw the ball from third base or second base. He has to be on that mound. So that not only can he throw the ball, he can communicate with the uh, with the catcher, so he know exactly what pitch to go. He can see where the batter's lined up, and so he knows how to strategically place the ball. Um, when you see a tennis player like Serena, you know before they start the game or before she serves, she has to be in position behind that line. She can't serve from the net. She can't serve from the right side or left side. She's in dead center behind. The, the, the double line. And so it's it's very important that we are positioned. And I like the point that you talked about um, if we are in position and, and having a, a, a position uh, and an attitude of confidence uh, and also to study our Bible, not just to read it. And yeah. if we get into the habit of studying, if we get into the habit of praying every day, then it then we're always in position to to um to to be able to spread the word of God. Just one quick um story. Um my pastor told me this is a true story. He told me this about um about this man who would go out and every morning he said he would ask the Lord to put him in position to be able to spread the word to evangelize somebody. And as he was beginning to read his Bible, um, the Lord brought him to Isaiah uh, 8. And he didn't know why, but he, he, he began to read that chapter. He went out and he ran up to this man. He began to, to, to evangelize him. And the man says, listen, I hear all, all what you say and everything. That's all good and well. But listen, if you can tell me the longest name in the Bible, I'll, I'll listen to what you have to say, and I'll consider what you what you said to me. <laughs> it was so funny because in Isaiah eight, Isaiah's son's name is what is his name? Maha Halashala Bad or something. And it was the longest name in the Bible. And he didn't know why the Spirit moved him to that chapter. He was able to, and he ran off that name, and the man was so shocked. And and everything and 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 because he was prepared because he was in position every day that man he was able to answer that man and so long story short the man heard what he said man and and the seed was planted and that man eventually came to Christ so it's all about it's all about the the, the position you know when we're when we're out of position not only uh, are we able to operate in our assignment. But our perspective, our way of seeing things, and you you talked about that in the beginning of Declaration too, our, 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 the way we believe, our, our, the way we look at doctrine, even the way we look at the Word of God, because we're out of position, we will look at it from a skewed uh, position. So always 
I encourage, I challenge. Every, every, I always try to be in the right position. And, you know, we always go to God for that. And he will always put us in the right position. So thank you, Absolutely. sis. God bless you. Love you, wonderful decoration. Love you more, huh? Thank you for sharing. That's a great story. <laughs> uh, uh, Sister D, can, can, I, can I jump in on this? Yeah, come on. Uh, uh, along with Brother Eric was uh, interjected uh, a sports uh, analogy. I was a Division One quarter miler in college, and uh, that's only a 400-meter race, okay? But the quarter milers that trained with me ran 40 to 45 miles a week. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes before you see it trotted out in front of other people. I mean, because you weren't there during the morning runs where we had to do like three to five, four, four miles every morning. And I was in a mountainous area. So every, basically every half mile, there was a hill and the hills just got higher and you had to work the hill. But the coach told us that when we were going on runs and we ran runs as a group, we had to talk to each other. What that did was that built up our lung capacity and increased our friendship and our camaraderie because we were on the same team. And then we only compete in the winter and the spring, the indoor and the outdoor season, but we train all year. So when you're off season, you train longer than your distance. And what you do is you increase the, uh, the time that you run on your intervals and you decrease the rest you get in between. And then when you get into your season, you run shorter than your race distance and you reduce the rest and increase the time that's supposed to be had so that you have a clock in your head. If the coach tells you that I want a hot and cold 200, you know, three hot, three cold, I need your hot and 22, and I need your cold and 24, you know without anybody putting a stopwatch on you which stride you need to get those times. And you hit the time, you don't hit faster, you don't come in slower, you hit exactly what he wants in the time frame that he needs it. And so Mm. you can basically have your main workout done in three and a half minutes. And then you have to warm down and then you have to go hit weight. Then you have to hydrate and you keep going. And so when you come to the meet, all you see is that 45, 47 second burst of us performing. What you don't Mm. see is all the blood, sweat, and toil and, and, and sitting, sitting your legs in, uh, cold water whirlpools that are swirling in are like 40 degrees that the water's so cold it hurts to to reduce inflammation to get the blood flowing again to get the lactic acid out so you're not sore the next morning there's a whole lot going down and that's with the word of god too you when someone asks you to pray for them and you pray for them and the person can feel it that's awesome okay but what they're not seeing is all those nights that you walked the floor and cried out to the Lord. They're not seeing that all the hurt and the disappointment that you have had, but that the Lord was still with you. He just didn't answer everything with a yes. And so uh, what we have to do is, as we're preparing to get stronger, as we're studying to show ourselves approved under God,
and not be a workman that's ashamed, okay, we still have that that dictum that he says, if any would be a follower of me, let him first deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. We're gonna have to die in some way daily every day. Yeah, and you don't always get to, you don't you don't always get to pick which way it is and which day it is. But yeah. you know that background work has to be done first. So thank you for that. Thank you, Brother E. I'm going back on mute. Man. That was good, Andrew. Yeah, thank you, Andrew, for that. That was that was a great analogy as well. That's pretty awesome. Hey man, we are approaching the hour. Is there anyone else this morning? Good morning, Dion. This is Tarina. I just want to Somebody say good morning. Hold, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Go ahead, Tarina. Who was that, Dondria? Yes. Okay, go go right after Tarina. Go ahead, Tarina. Great declaration um, on point. Oh, wow. But anyway, um, I'm a person that, that would uh, observe wherever I am, where there's a need, I'm, I help. But I'm being transparent this morning. What? If you are in position and you do and you do not do anything, that's something to ponder. That would that happened to me, right? Well, I, tell tell me what you mean. You you that's way too broad. Narrow it down. What you mean? Well, I was well. Th- this homeless person came. I was sitting in my car. This homeless person came to um towards my car. Not towards my car, but he sat near my car. I'm in my car, and normally I would go and help them or ask to, you know, share the gospel, just ask them what's going on with, with the person. But this particular time, I didn't. So that's what I mean when I said the, the, it was there, but I didn't, um, you know, help. Well, that that's probably called discernment. Honestly, it's uh-huh. just being able to identify when the Lord will call you to, to hold your hand back. Because, see, I don't I don't help every single person because every single mm-hmm. person is not my assignment. I mm-hmm. do what I'm assigned to do. So don't, don't beat yourself up feeling like you missed it. It was probably a necessary miss. You feel mm-hmm. me? Mm-hmm. Right. You, you did right. not do nothing. That just wasn't your assignment. Because I, I know you. Mm-hmm. I know you chase after opportunities to help and to serve. So yeah, don't don't beat yourself up because of that. You didn't do anything wrong. You probably were just listening to that thing mm-hmm. on the inside. You might have got hit upside the head, right? Because because everybody outside is not you know um, helpless. Some people out there because they want to be, and that's, right. that's just so hard reality. So yeah, don't don't beat yourself up on account of that. It's all right. Hi, Charina. This is Pam. I just wanted to say that was the first thing. What you said, Pastor Dion, when you said discernment, that was when you were talking, that was the first thing I was thinking, too. So just confirming that it could be just that discernment. We can't. I've shared on the call how I've tried to go and pray with someone in the middle of the um, airport. And, you know, I got to be really aware of my uh, discernment of, you know, where God really wants me to go. So that um, discernment is um, could be very, could have saved you. Okay, thanks. Amen. Good stuff. Go ahead, Dondre. I'm sorry. No worries. No worries. Um, good morning, family. Just wanted to say good morning. Um, 
Welcome to Allen, and uh, happy birthday to my big sister, Gigi. Love you guys, and good morning, Mother Leomia. Mm-hmm. Oh, can you say can you say more about the celebration? I, I've been a little um, something. Thank you. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> I understand something. I've been something a lot of times. Sunday. Sunday at I'm glad, girlfriend, that you loved the word this morning and it made you feel good inside. That's what's up. <laughs> That's always awesome, Vaughn. We love you this morning. I, I love you, I, <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs> And we love you. Well, good. We're glad you. Amen. Hey, Dion, really, really quick. Uh Oh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Yvonne. What's she? So real quick, I, I, I know that um, there are so many different areas of ministry in which uh, or servant um, hood where God will lead us. And so I know we've talked a lot about um, uh, the homeless and people that are outside, which is great. It's wonderful. Um, and I know that certain people are really drawn to that. But I don't I don't want people to feel like because um, you, you might you and a person on the call might be drawn to the elderly. You, you, you right. might be drawn to the youth or you might be drawn to um, minister to police officers or nurses. I don't I don't want people to feel like feel bad because you haven't all done anything too. for homeless people. You see what I'm, I think just what has happened is that's the direction of the conversation. But there are many, right. there might be a, a, an executive. You might be drawn because of the position that you have the work that you do, you are drawn to executive. Because when the Bible says, when when the word says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and whosoever believeth in him, whosoever, that's anybody. That's not black Israelite folks. That's not white folks. That's not purple folks. It's not deep, the navy blue folks. It's everybody, right? Mm. It's rich people. It's, it's poor people. It's middle-class people. It's Republicans. It's people. And that's what's important that we keep our our hearts open to what and even though your assignment may be predominantly to a particular demographic, we got to be open that God will change that thing up because you might be the only available person in the area with a willing heart. Not that it isn't other people. Other people might have their mind on other things, but your heart is open, God, wherever you want me to go today. What's my assignment today? That's, I just wanted to bring that part out. That's good, sis. That's good. That's good. You got to find your mission field. We all have one. But through clear communication with God, he will begin to show you exactly where you belong. So just keep keep seeking him. Keep searching out the truth. And, and I assure you, your steps will be ordered. Um, just to answer Dondria's 
Sunday, 7 p.m. Um, it's, it's not a whole lot of detail to tell. Um, yeah, just just show up. It'll it'll be uh, on Declare Victory as well as in the Victory Room. So you'll be able to join that way or directly through Zoom, preferably through Zoom, um, just so we can we can talk. Because you know when you're on Facebook, all you're doing is sending messages. So that's it. Amen. That being said, y'all, it's about the hour. Um, I pray that something that was said uh, empowered you, equipped you, inspired you to be the Jesus that somebody needs to see. It's Wednesday. It is our set aside fast day. Bye. Can't hear you no more, D. Something happened. So let me start over. Today is Wednesday. Uh oh. It's our our set aside day to fast corporately. Um, We meet back here at 5 p.m. And it's Archer Circle night, unless Gloria changes it. You guys can check the Archer Circle um, form if you're not a part of that. It is uh, an extended study class on just more in-depth studies of uh, of the Word of God. So that is at uh, 7 p.m. this evening. Is it 7 or 6, Gloria? It's 7, but we're not doing tonight. We'll meet back okay. again on March 3rd at okay. 7 o'clock TST time and 10 o'clock EST. Okay. All okay. Right, got it. Thank you. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. So that being said, you guys have a wonderful day. I pray that you go and you grow in love and that you be the Jesus somebody needs to see. I love you, but I promise God loves you the most. You guys have an amazing, amazing day. Talk to you soon. Have a blessed day, everyone. God bless you. Have a beautiful day.
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared Walking in 
walking in the truth, praying for our youth, heaven bent, supporting one another, a living faith is what this life promotes, committed to press on, reaching life, forgiving one another, while staying on our knees, for it's God we aim to please, we are declared It's God. 